global sea level is rising by 3 mm per year and has increased by more than 6 cm in the last 20. None of that is caused by icebergs melting. Some is caused by the melting of land-based ice such as glaciers, but rather is a thermal expansion of water that is causing the majority of the global sea level rise. Welcome to the second attempt of Two Thirds Focused. I'm Rasmus. And I'm Red. And I'm not interrupting this time. <laughs> Which makes and it even more awkward. And not taking phone calls and fucking <laughs> up the recording. And... Ah, good to be back. How are you guys? I'm, I'm good. good. Good, good. And you? Where, why, where your background is different this time? Yes, it's completely different. It's even a new hotel. I'm in Hamburg at the moment. Okay. No. Yes, yes. I'm right. I'm right across the main train station, and if you like, are very listen very careful to it. You might hear the junkie screaming in the background. Oh. I'm in the fifth floor, but you can still hear him screaming down there. Oh. Oh, he must be having lots of fun. Oh yeah, I don't know what they're on, but it seems to be working. <laughs> <laughs> please deliver some at the fifth floor, please. Yeah, exactly. It's almost the highest floor, but it's right right across the train station. Like it's the, the hotel itself is really nice. The neighborhood, not so much. Yeah. And yes, to answer your question, I did visit Cal yesterday. Um, Bastard. Yeah, just for a couple nice. of hours. It was really nice hanging out. And um, he even took me to show his new toy. Yeah, that's yeah. a big Jan, toy. Jan, I need to tell you, this is why we don't like you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you get so, to have all the fun without us. That's okay, you don't like me, the rest doesn't like you. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> the worst thing is I'm, when you speak the truth. Yeah, exactly. There's not even arguing with that, right? <laughs> I, I love you both, so that that's okay. So, same here, okay, same it, it's, it's all balanced then. Yeah. Exactly. Now, so what so, happened with Kale? What's the new, what's the new toy? The big so one you show us, right? Starting from the beginning this week, I've been um, on a business trip, uh, going up north again, like my usual north tour. Mm -hmm. um, so I no, 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 no. You're still in the south. No, I'm not. The rest of the world is the south. <laughs> for me. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm way too tired to like even. <laughs> so on my Germany tour. To the north. Yes. Um, yes. Okay. So, uh, stop. Like first stop, I think was in uh, Leverkusen, Düsseldorf area, where I stayed the first night. Then over to Viersen, so basically to the border of the Netherlands. Then going up to Sikiel yesterday. Nice. And it's really nice because he still has to. Well, I mean, you know, he has his little house with the little backyard, and he needed a little. Yeah, the compound here. You, yeah, you're talking about the, the, the twelfth uh, so, building of Kiel's <laughs> castle, right? Yeah, the Kiel castle. No, it's um, it's really nice, but he still has some some stuff to move, and um, so apparently he found some machinery for cheap, and um, a nice guy who also restores them, mm -hmm. and he got himself a front loader. And I'm not gonna say much more because it's pretty much. I think Kiel's gonna post or already posted. I'm not sure. I didn't check social for the last two days. If he posted the story, but there'll, there'll be pictures of something Kiel. about it, I think, or he's yeah. just about to. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he told me it's okay anyway. to post a picture, so um, we can, after this episode releases, if people remind me, I will post a picture of him in his new toy. Yeah, it's a nice little front loader from the 60s, I believe. So, oh. it weights about five tons, 
Yeah, big machine. It's a small one. Yeah, and has a nice Deutz like four-stroke engine in it, which is uh, definitely one of the first hybrids, burning half fuel and half oil. Mm -hmm. So, oh, that's a that's a that's an old school kind of hybrid. Yes. (laughs) So it, it was tons of fun. It was really good seeing him just like have a talk, hang out for a little bit, and then. Um, I continued up to Hamburg today, which was uh, also, well, we, we had a business meeting where also my general manager um, and my senior sales manager uh, took part, but they flew up. So I picked them up at the airport around noontime. Then we fought ourselves through traffic to the customer. We had a pretty long meeting there. And after that, um, we went out for a kind of like, company get together the three of us mm-hmm. had some food uh, had some fantastic uh, fish buns Ooh, mm-hmm. was all well, of this on, on the company bill yes it was <laughs> <laughs> yeah i see this is the one thing i'm missing out on by being self-employed yeah eating and drinking all these people money <laughs> that is pretty much and this what happened today was pretty much the first time in seven years i've been working for the company so oh, okay. I don't know if it's really worth the, the, the benefits of that. Yeah. No, there are, there are company dinners and stuff like that. But this was just nice. That was just us like hanging out. And yeah, the general manager was kind enough to just take the bill. No, it was it was it was fun. Um, it, I had fantastic weather for the last two or three days. There was just nothing but sunshine and like 16 to 18 degrees Celsius with a nice wind from like the harbor and cool. the smell of dead fish as it's. Tradition in Hamburg. Oh yeah, nice, <laughs> wonderful. Yeah, no, but it's, it's honestly like I love Hamburg. The city, the architecture, the people—just really nice. Not so much the junkies in front of the hotel, but <laughs> other than that, yeah, it's it's really nice here. And tomorrow but, I'm gonna continue up uh, further north uh, towards Flensburg. When so do you get back the home? Danish border. Excuse me. When do you get back home? Ah, uh, Friday. Friday. So okay, this is so Wednesday the, the day we're recording and Friday morning I have another customer appointment and then I'll be driving down okay. home the 7 to, I don't know, 800 kilometers. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Long drive. It is. But it's yeah. also like the drive into the weekend, so kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I mean, that, then I can listen to the other half of the Waffles podcast with Dan. <laughs> <laughs> the drive up was like the first half and the second half was <laughs> driving down. Good point. For, for some reason, yeah. they, they just keep waffling on. Which is good for people on the road. And, uh, absolutely. And I've, I thoroughly enjoyed the one with Dan. And the reason I didn't listen to the whole thing is just because of my um, car, the car audio player in there. If the files are too long and if you stop the car oh. for like a break or getting gas or something like that and you switch yeah. your car back on again the episode starts from the beginning it's oh. like it doesn't remember where it finished and oh. the only thing you can do on spotify is jump forward in 15 second increments oh. which is absolutely <laughs> fantastic when you're like two hours into a podcast so i <laughs> i had to put it on hold and um i'm just gonna listen while i'm in the workshop or that, that sounds like a really good back. excuse yeah did you practice that one no, that was actually it was it was seriously annoying me because I really really enjoyed uh, really enjoyed the last waffle. But enough about yeah. me. How, how was your guys' week? Red, do you have internet now? I kind of have. I still on my four G airbox ah. key thing because yeah, no, the, there's still no uh, fiber um, 
optical fiber. Um, it's not done yet. I'm working on it because I had to contact the company which uh, that's in charge of the building in order to uh, get an agreement for the uh, work that is necessary for the people to uh, install the fiber. But I also talked to my neighbor, uh, the guy living uh, on the first floor of the building. Uh, he has the same problem as I as I have, like the, the uh, everything is plugged. Uh, so it, you can't pass the fiber till the apartment. So we, we had an agreement, uh, the, the two of us, to ask for um, someone to get someone in order to get the fiber installed properly, even if the cables are not inside the walls uh, yeah. and they are on the walls. So it's it's can it would be kind of ugly, but it's the only way we can we can have. Oh it. yeah, so it's so, like running some kind of conduit on that side. Exactly. Yeah. So it, you have to have an, a, a guy coming to make plans. The agreement of the company taking care of the building, plus the the, the agreement of the all the person living in the building, so that's two third uh, so far. I need to talk to the uh, third family living in in, in the building, um, but it, I'll get there uh, eventually. Uh, but it's taking way more time than I have planned because the first contract I had with the company was back in February. So yeah. yeah, it's been like almost nine months now. So I'm getting like, uh, yeah, I, I'm not losing my temper. I know it it, it would be a um, a long term project, but you're secretly enjoying it. You love to suffer. Yeah, I I kind of like it. I'm half expecting your next build now to be some kind of French revolutionary guillotine. Yeah, we, um, I thought about that for <laughs> Halloween like two or three years ago and my dad said, nah, you can't do that because the neighbors will freak out. So I just like, nah, okay, I understand. Aww. So maybe this year, I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, because now, now you move it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, I'm, I'm still uh, on the internet with my 4G uh, key, but that's okay because the, the company is, is paying for it. So, Ooh. so far. Far, I I paid nothing for my internet for the past like six months or so, which is kind of good. But yeah, it's slow, it's limited. I have two hundred gigs uh, gigabytes of data av available uh, to me, and once um, I've passed this limit, uh, I have to go back to the store, get a new SIM card, and so on and so on. So it's it's kind of a pain in the ass. But yeah, free internet is free, so I'm not complaining so far. Um, yeah, other than that, uh, what did I do? I helped my um, father uh, to paint my kid's room, the one he was when we were living at my parents' house. Uh, went there, 45 minutes, put all the uh, masking tape, uh, came back the next day, 45 minutes, painted all the room, uh, done in less than two hours. So kind of happy. Uh, it's like good to see that experience pays out because after redoing the whole apartment now i have the, like the uh, experience of uh, working faster uh, and and knowing exactly what to do in in which order um so that was uh, that was nice and also i did a checkup it was my my annual yearly 
the medical poking yes. Yes. medical so, so, sorry, yeah you, you said sorry. annual right yeah yeah i said <laughs> okay. annual like 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 the, the <laughs> okay. yearly that, that's why i said yearly just after that because i didn't want any confusion about what was happening we're not judging um, you Red. no <laughs> some people take like their prostate checks very seriously and enjoy it I, I probably will have to do that uh, at some point in the future because I, I still didn't. It, it's still working fine, but prevention is the key of, of being yeah. LC. And that's exactly why I did uh, uh, all the checkup that I did last year um, because that's very, very important, especially for, for men to be checked uh, uh, on a regular basis, uh, prostate and everything. So anyway, um, did my checkup. Uh, turns out that my lungs and my heart are super healthy, uh, which is a kind of good surprise for a guy from uh, at my age. Uh, but so that's good, and I intend to keep it that way. And someone um, who's smoking. And, and and not anymore. Yeah, uh, uh, no. I'm, 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 <laughs> That's a lot of stumbling, Red. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, sure. I've been smoking, and and so yeah, that was a good surprise for for a smoker uh, to uh, be told by uh, a dog that yeah, your lungs are healthy. Uh, but that's also why I, I took the the check. I'm 46 now. I intend to live uh, a long and healthy life. Just Stay. to pester us. I, yeah, sure. also, also <laughs> that. And, and be around for my kid and, and to just enjoy life. Um, kid and wife, obviously, and enjoy life. So I, I want to get back to... No, the real reason is I've, I've uh, suffered from several injuries uh, the past four or five years. Uh, my ankles, uh, I've talked about my ankles a, a few times in the podcast, it's completely fucked. Um, I have some ligaments missing, so I should uh, have um, gotten a surgery last spring, but I can't at the moment. So, yeah, it's, it's a little bit messy, but I want to get back to sports, um, so I can't just jump in, back into... Uh, running or uh, being uh, cycling with the kids without being like uh, careful. So I I, I did this uh, checkup and stress test uh, at the end of last week and and yeah it was kind of interesting to uh, feel like a, a cosmonaut at some point with all the sensors <laughs> and and the mask to just Wait, uh, you felt measure. Russian as well. Not Russian, no, uh, not at the moment. But because you said cosmonaut. Yeah, I said cosmonaut because that's the term that we use in France when we are talking about oh. people going to space. You can say astronaut, spationaut, or cosmonaut, depending on the country. If it's American or yeah. Russian, uh, French people are spationaut, uh, Russian people are cosmonaut, yes. and uh, American people are astronaut. Uh, that's, that's the difference in the at, at least in the French language. So anyway, I was plugged to several machines and they were measuring everything, the, the air that I was bringing in and out, the rate of my uh, uh, heart and uh, my ability to uh, just uh, ride a bike. Um, so everything is fine. I just need to get back to sports, but slowly. Um, and so that's that's what I'm, I'm, I'm going to do in the upcoming weeks that's also the reason 
why I fixed my uh, I'm fixing at the moment my uh, that uh, bike uh, in order to go with the kiddo on cycling uh, adventures which is absolutely not interesting to the people listening to this podcast but uh, oh, that's important to take care of your yeah, yeah. else at some point when you are not very very young anymore so and you yeah, also you forgot that. one important thing what you did this week what did I do this new week video Oh yeah, a new video. I I I told uh, in the last episode that it would be released when the the episode would air, and it didn't uh, because we, we I. <laughs> yeah, but you saw the video because I sent you the link. So also, uh, it, it <laughs> this time it will be out uh, by the time this episode airs. Um, I took a few more days because I was not entirely satisfied with the way uh, I edited the video. Not that uh, I changed that many stuff inside the video, but um, I tried, I was not happy with the lightning of the video, like the way it was uh, lit in the in the workshop. So I tried to cheat a little bit with the light in the editing program. And also I did some tags in order to make it easier to understand for people just watching. There is no voiceover, I'm not talking this time. So it's so only like you have to understand what's happening just watching the video. Yeah. So no, it, small, it, small tags. It uh, helped adds. because it seemed really good. It mm -hmm. looked really good. Yeah. Also, yeah, I, thank I, I you. thoroughly enjoyed it. Thanks. So yeah, it will be, it, it is out when people are listening to uh, you in the future. Um, it's out. So if you if you enjoy uh, leatherwork, chess, and dragons, uh, give it a try because it might be interesting for you. So anyway, that's what I did this week. What about you, Raz? Teaching. Yeah. Eating metal, dancing, yeah. and then eating some. All together? Well, not at the same time. I can't multitask, oh, okay. but like one after another, more or less. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I had a knife making course this weekend, had uh, six students in at the workshop, which is, it turns out, uh, just the maximum you can do when you only have one 2x72 belt grinder. Mm -hmm. But everyone got at least one knife made. Most of people got actually two made. Nice. Which one guy really got good. three made, which was annoying because wow. it was really good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, just basic good old fun. Got a random email. Asking if I want to have like a complete knife making course, like from forging the blade to fitting handles and other sheets on it in, in the winter at a farm just outside of Foslo. So I might end up doing that. I tried to give them the fuck off price and they said, oh, yes, please. Nice. Yeah. Even better. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how, th how that goes. It was more like, oh, we are thinking about this. And I was like, okay, cool. Uh, so I, I mean still very much early on in talking about and figuring everything out but uh, it might be happening yeah pretty cool and then of course like I tried to take because of the classing class, class on uh, in the weekend and then of course me like being tired of just looking at people work now I want to work myself I end yeah. up having like 10-12 hour days when I teach so Monday yeah. always is sort of the day when I'm just kick back and try to relax and then, of course, I went dancing and I managed to go in like 20,000 steps anyway. So, Damn. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, which um, makes me ask the question, do you feel more tired when you teach or when you work on your own project for the same amount of time, let's say? Uh, 
I think I no, I feel more t- tired when I work by myself for the same amount because I'm doing more physical work. Okay. But I get a bit more socially fatigued because of the classes. Yeah. Because I'm on all the time. I need to follow up and check and chat with people continuously, yeah. more or less, to sort of uh, not, not 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 only like sort of play the ho- uh, the host, but also continuously watching out and seeing like, oh, he is struggling with something. I mean, I and I usually try to do the thing of like give them maybe a hit to try to figure it out by themselves. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, then I come over and try to give them a, a hint or some help with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I try not to like hover over and see like, oh, you've been struggling with this for two hits. Let me tell you, it's yeah. done. Uh, it's more like, no, yeah. they need to sort of learn and figure it out. And if they figure it out themselves, it's usually knowledge that stick a lot better. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, but yeah, uh, it is more tiresome for some reason when you're swinging the hammer yourself for 10 hours. One could say that you have to adapt to your students. What, what, what's, you, what's this? What oh, you do? Oh, you're, no, you're no, taking I'm it saying, away from I'm, me. I'm, I'm oh, saying, he's taking it away from me. No, I love it. I'm, I'm, really good, man. I was, I was hoping that Jan would would do a, a beautiful segue. As, as I thought I would like, so let him talk for a little bit longer. And then I was just like, oh, that was good, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then I ruined it now. This is payback, you see? Oh, no, it's, it's not ruining it. Because we have you in the picture. And whenever I see you, like you squint your eyes, you go like, oh, for fuck's sake. That way now we succeed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never mind. We received the um, reaction we were aiming for. No, that was a poor attempt to a segue. Yes, uh, adaptability was sort of the, the the thought I had a bit coming out of the classes. Of you often end up with, especially when it comes to classes, but also I had uh, a couple of client meetings recently, and it's very much the thing of like I'm trying to describe this very vague abstract concept to a client and have them understand what I'm thinking about. And like, yeah, if you can, if you're expert at sketching it, that, that helps a lot. I'm not good at sketching. I can, I can jot something down and I might be able to convey it, but that's not even guaranteed. Uh, and of course I can always just go back to the workshop and sort of make a model and say like, here, this is the thing I'm thinking about. And for an upcoming client, that's what I'm going to do. Uh, it's going to involve a little bit of sculptural work, uh, which is completely new to me. But it's also the thing of, well, I have a very strong notion of how it's supposed to look based on like the reference image he gave me and some more research I did. And it's like, I know how it's supposed to look like, but I don't know how I'll do it yet. But also then doing the model and showing that to the client is like, so here's like the rough shape of what I'm doing. Here's sort of the, the flow of material, how it's supposed to sort of have an impact kind of uh which sounded way more artsy than it's going to be but that's words i guess and, and then there was the other side of doing classes and having six students in which is a lot for one person but it's just about manageable it means that i'm more or less just continuously just walking and looking with four people i can sort of do around and i can pause and just look at everyone at once but when it's six it's just spread out enough that it's a little bit difficult um but with six students, like all of them more or less is bound to quote unquote speak a different language when it comes to how they understand f- shapes mm-hmm. and forms and technique. So it's a whole lot of, I need, whenever I'm explaining something, I need to continuously use different words 
while describing the same concept to hopefully catch up as many people as possible. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining, Jan, that you end up having to do a lot of the same thing when it comes to selling. Like you need to adjust the way yeah, you talk to the client. It's what, what is kind of easy for me is that I know the kind of a little bit like the knowledge basis of the people I work with. Like if it's the um, purchasing department, if it's the technical department, the engineering, the electrical engineering or the uh, hardware engineering yeah, yeah. side of uh, but things do you also so, end up with getting to know your customers fairly well or um usually well with the existing customers i have my contact persons so i, yeah. I kind of know when it comes to new products i automatically know how to like phrase it and how to prepare the information um with most new customers it's always interesting if you are at a trade show an exhibition and you have people at your booth and um not on the first like they don't have their business card at first. So you have to figure out what kind of field they're working in. So this is why we mm -hmm. bluntly ask them, it's like, oh, are you are out of the engineering department? Are you out of the purchasing department? Because it helps us on, once the information, because usually they have other priorities, like they, there's no need in telling them every single technical aspect of the um, of our systems if they are looking for a completely different information. So this is always a kind of like you have to adapt to those people individually. Um, easiest way is by just asking them. But yeah, I can see it because I also went to blacksmithing classes and they basically did the same thing. In my first blacksmithing class I had, the guy was standing in front of it, the blacksmith was going and said, so what are you guys doing for, for your jobs? And he individually talked to every single person because we were there were three blacksmiths and I think eight people. So there was enough of like jumping around, but they, you could see, see them or hear them using different terms to explain something just by the way, um, because they knew what the people were working. So that was I that appreciate was you using a blacksmithing metaphor, but that's my thing. You know, I thought I'd just take that from you. <laughs> no, because I thought it was funny when you said it, that you used that for like different um, words or different uh, phrases for yours because I've seen the exact same thing happening. So that, that is a really good example. And I'm just, yeah, I, I mean, I work in sales for the product technical terms and I just need to know if the person I'm talking to is a technical person because then I can go into the details. But you have to convey yeah, yeah. the same information for on, uh, in different phrases. And I have to convey different information to different people, basically. Or it, it, it sort of depends on where you tell them exactly why this is the best one. Exactly. Or it's like, this one's good, this, was, this one is more better. Exactly. This one is better <laughs> or than the other one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, how about you, Red? Like, how, how, how do you have to... I mean, problem solving is like the name of the game of being a maker. But Yeah. And continues to yeah. When I'm making, I have to adapt, of obviously, to the situation, to whatever I'm I'm doing on a project, and and I've also been uh, confronted to the situation very recently to have to adapt to a customer's uh, need or or uh, requests uh, concerning a very specific project. Uh, he wanted it to to be done in a certain way, and um, it was not my usual way of doing it, so. Um, adapting to adapting your the way you work your process to uh, the wishes or requests of your clients is also something that you probably uh, know very well right um, so that that's part of the game I see I see it as 
being exactly uh, at the very center of what you offer to a customer. When you are, um, when you are, you get paid for a custom order, the very word custom means that you will have to adapt to what the customer yeah. wants or needs. So that that's totally part of the game. And before that, or um, like on the side of it, when I'm teaching and when I was teaching, especially in big classes, I had to constant, constantly adapt my way of teaching um, depending on who was listening. You can't teach the same way to a nine-years-old nine kid uh, compared to the way you teach to someone who is 25, 55, or 95. Um, you, ha you have to change the way you explain things. And as you said, you, you often repeat yourself and use just a different phrasing or different words just to convey the exact same idea or concept. Um, and that's also part of the game. can be very, very tiring some sometimes because... Uh, personally, I don't like to repeat myself. Like when I'm explaining something to someone, mm -hmm. my hope is that the person I'm talking to will understand uh, the first time what I, what I really want to to explain. It, it's not often the case. It's very rare, actually, when you are teaching to someone uh, or explaining a different difficult concept that it it's been um, understood on on the first uh, try. Mm -hmm. uh, And and as you said, Raz, also... Um, Apparently, I said a lot already. No, no, but the, you, 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 had, you, you got a very good point uh, earlier, uh, and now you interrupted me. It, it stepped my mind. Uh, I have to... It's okay, to, because you basically it? wanted to tell Rasmus that he did a good job, so it's probably good that he interrupted <laughs> you himself. <laughs> uh, no, what the fuck was it? Um No, you you were you were saying about about uh, how people uh, learn better when they discover something or figure something uh, yeah, out right, by themselves. Right. So uh, when you're when you're a teacher, when you are teaching, or um, whatever it is, uh, when it's for talking for myself, when it's language uh, like Japanese or French, or uh, leather working because I I'm also teaching that. Um, letting people figure uh, to f letting people discover something by themselves just by adapting you the way you teach just to guide them in the right direction is also a very very good way to do it and in that case you don't have to adapt the way you talk or the way you explain but but you are adapting your teaching the 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 very uh, method that you yeah. are using in order to to make people understand something mm -hmm. uh, and it's not something that you can do with everyone because not everyone is willing to do the effort of discovering stuff stuff by themselves a uh, lot of people are it's not because they are lazy but it's because they've been taught all their life uh, a plus b equals c learn it remember it and yeah. that's it you're done for life yeah absolutely uh, It's better to to tell them A plus B, sing for a minute. What does it do? Oh, it does C, and they will remember the C for the rest of their life, and, and that A plus B equals C. So being able to do that requires not only that you adapt to the person you are talking to, but also for the person that are willing to 
learn to adapt to the way you are teaching. So it's it's very much a dialogue between the teacher and and the student. I think. I was not a lot of people. I believe are capable of doing that to a certain extent. As an example, you said teaching. Um, and yes, there's the teacher that kind of reads the class and knows that like some people are distracted or didn't get it and he adapts to the situation for like different methods and uses mm-hmm. different methods on them. We had one teacher that came in and always basically flipped open the book let the people read what was in the book, close the book, left again. Oh, and that was just like the worst, worst teacher. teacher. And then we had the other one that started with a story and basically everybody was drawn to his lips and then he started with the conversation. Yeah. And then he saw it's like who was still distracted and just like basically pulled them out of the reserve. And that, those were the freaking best teachers we had. But they always adapted in every single one. And I think there's something out of the maker community especially that's happening. Like it's being the YouTuber or... Um, I wouldn't directly correlate it with success, but it has a lot to do with it because we are adapting all the time. They, we yeah. have to adapt to every situation. And if you're going like from, from a YouTube perspective starting, um, how p- t- uh, titles are getting more clickbaity. So mm-hmm. content creators are adapting to it by making their titles more clickbaity. We that, mm-hmm. or let's say if I looking for a certain topic, where it used to be possible to generalize topics for searching for them. Now you have to like really specifically trigger keywords to find the information that you want because of all that clickbait out there. So we, and like the, the viewer, I say, is adapting to that stuff that's going on. Um, when it comes to us, uh, when it comes to just like makers, we, we're constantly adapting to basically changing rules or the, how do I say that? trend yeah it's it's yeah it's a little bit you can do it with a trend i think it's like the fwt always so had it with the or the oh dan was it at microsoft with the river table stuff if you yeah, wanted yeah, something yeah. interesting for the viewer yes and we also adapt uh the whole time with situations if you're a woodworker wood got freaking expensive because of COVID or over the COVID time period so what do i do maybe i do some projects with scrap wood just to save some money stuff like that it's like, oh, suddenly that palette doesn't look so bad after all. I can make something out of that. <laughs> I, that, that reminds me as well, like, um, small sidebar, but I, I sort of like the notion of just um, adapting to the situation of like doing something different, uh, trying to shoehorn my, something in here. Uh, Laura Kampf and Simone Yertz, they did a video together just a couple of days ago a couple of weeks ago like the video came out i suddenly don't recall what the date stamp of of the video was because i'm horrible uh but they had the whole thing of previously they made a three set of dice that they would roll and that the the dice would just tell them what sort of genre material and project it would be Mm -hmm. and they ended up with something like uh was it houseware and it was wood and super small or super large and then you have like, oh, I, I don't know what, if, if you're just looking for creativity, but you're not naturally creative or don't have like that surplus of wild, crazy ideas, like someone I know me uh, have, uh, having like that kind of a tool to just sort of go, oh, I don't know what to do with this, but let me just see what the dice tell me. And 
I mean, you don't even need to follow them, but hopefully that will give you a jumping off point and say like, oh, I like two of those, but that third one gave me a different idea mm-hmm. than what it actually says. Does that make sense? Yep, it does. Cool. Totally does. I, I think that um, it's very weird to see how we have this um, capacity or ability to adapt not only for work because we are we are the three of us constantly adapting when it comes to uh, making stuff for clients for example for you res teaching to people for example for me uh, talking to clients for you Jan you we constantly have to adapt the way you talk with the to- the way you act the way we make stuff to please the other person and that's also something that we had to do for the past like three years. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to get back to all oh, COVID, that big shit, but our lives literally changed uh, mm-hmm. in, in a very short period of time. Like, oh, the virus is here. This is changing. This is changing. You have to adapt. You have to change your way of life. And even though we are kind of back to a normal now, we had this three, almost three years period that were very, uh, was very different from the rest uh, of our life, what mm-hmm. we've known previously. So I don't, I don't think that um, adapting to a new situation is that difficult. Um, it it really depends on the on the will that you have to accomplish something survive or please someone that, which that is true and sorry go for it yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. just interrupt you because there's something what i have to rephrase because um when with adapting it's like i think everybody especially like every human is adapting on or not just human i mean animals do it do obviously but everybody's adapting unconsciously all the time and I think yeah. what I was trying to say earlier is that if you're conscious about it and you know you're adapting, that, that basically mm-hmm. gives you the edge or the, the, the power over the situation. You have to do this consciously. Yeah, that's, yeah that's, that's a fair point. Or you get so self-conscious, you stumble and can't do anything at all. Also, I mean, also that, that, that happens. That's the that extreme flip side, I yeah. think. But that can also happen. Yeah. It's, it's like... Um, don't think about doing it, just actually do it. Like if you are trying to micromanage something like uh, tossing a football or some American football or tossing a javelin or something, if you're trying to micromanage your own muscles in getting the job done, like you won't get anything. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you just think about getting the javelin over there, mm-hmm. then suddenly that's, that's a lot easier, so to speak. That, that is for the first true. step, probably. For, I, I, I mean, I agree for the first step. If you're afraid to throw the javelin for the first time because you are afraid to kill someone, to be miserable, to be ridiculous, or to just hurt yourself, you, won't, you will never do it. So the first step is just to try and to throw the javelin. And after that, the micromanagement of your position, your muscles, as we've learned in martial arts, like yeah, yeah. by repetition, by improving, by adapting to your goal will make you better to whatever you want to accomplish. Yeah, let, let me amend what I meant. Uh, when you want to perform optimally, you can't okay. micromanage your own muscles. Yes, if you want to practice and train to get better. Yeah. Like, I mean, that that's what we did like for two hours straight dancing yesterday. I was mm-hmm. just 
basic technique work and yeah. footwork. That's how do you walk for two hours, yeah, which is yeah. super tiring because suddenly you are super conscious about using some muscles that you've been really slack about using. <laughs> and like you just walking suddenly starts to hurt your feet because you're now doing it quote unquote properly but you're not used to it uh but like when, when it comes to the, like the, the javelin thing like oh you need to give it a certain amount of spin to get it to go further mm-hmm. so just focusing and like only thinking about how you give it that spin as you're t- throwing it you can't do that in a competition because then you're focusing on the wrong thing too much no, you're right. Yeah. But you have when to do you that practice during to, practice. Yeah, yeah, to build the muscle memory so that you work unconsciously, reflexively. Res, res, reflexive? No, I, I lost it. Never mind. Reflexive. Nah, yeah, one it. of those. Uh, <laughs> see, Jan, I'm tired too. <laughs> <laughs> Which leads me to the next question. Jan, do you practice your speech before going to a customer? Uh, when it's, it's some, someone you don't know or someone that you know, either way. I or do you just I'm improvise? not not in the case that I'm like doing it in front of a mirror or anything, but I always I I think a lot, especially when I'm driving. I have a lot of time to think about stuff, so I am kind of going through the conversation in my head and the way it could turn out. So by the time if I have a two hour drive to a customer, by the time I get there, I probably have. 50 ways that conversation could go like already through in my head and it's always yeah. 51 that happens it's never like <laughs> going to of come course. out but it helps you prepare and it helps you adapt quickly to certain situations you don't know what mood the customer is in well it's i mean it's it's a business side if they were not interested they wouldn't say yes yeah usually some people just can't say no and you're there and you know it's like they're, they're not interested in the product and you're sitting there and you're going like why the hell did i just drive here <laughs> that also can yeah, happen but the, that's like that can happen but it's kind of rare exactly. i imagine that the fact that you meet with the client uh, prove that they are interested in your products like the way um a student is sitting in a classroom prove the fact that he is willing to learn something yeah, how can i would at, do that about adaptability um to, or f- about adapting um in sales just that's a little bit off topic but um i've learned over the last year or two um through different courses about 60 percent of the sales procedure is done before they contact you Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, it in YouTube Makes perspective, sense. basically, how good does your thumbnail look and where did you post yeah. your stuff on social media? So basically, the customer needs, the customer has a need. He's looking for something and it, then it's your marketing and your sales department's job to basically make the information about it available. Not just your the picture of your product, but also basically what you post is a solution to their problem, which is linked to your product. So basically, a lot of the customers that call us and they want to visit from me because of the product, they already have the problem. They found a solution to the problem with like with our products. They informed mm-hmm. themselves yeah, yeah. about our products beforehand because the information is freely available on the website, like all the technical terms about it. And then it's just about the project and they want the insight of somebody that does technical sales and also maybe they overlooked something. So this is usually when I come to the customer, the project is further ahead than most people think i also I also guess like they when they are at the point of reaching out to your company mm-hmm. they they really only need you to sort of tell them that they actually do 
or that they are right they need this thing they sort of not to go back to the last week's uh, topic but like they, they sort of want to give it told like yes you have the permission to buy this because it will solve the problem you have um pretty much yes partly like actually most part of it yes and also they have a lot of questions and um for the use case because most of our stuff is really specialized when or yeah has specialized uses so they need the information around it I, and i mean that makes things a whole lot easier for you as a sales as a salesman because like you're actually not trying to convince them to go with your specific product so much it's more like telling them why this one is the one Con you want to and convincing them. sales these days is almost never works yeah yeah it's it's really like the times have moved on in um competitor products like you don't go door to door ring the bell and say it's like here buy this because um the market is so transparent at the moment or has become so transparent people know competitors like the, the field is not that big so everything is also comparable with the internet i mean it's exactly uh, it's through get... the internet mainly that it is yeah. so transparent yeah and it's, i think it's a I... good thing because that is like honestly pays out and um it's actually more about what you can do for the customer it's like um if you call them like every half a year and you ask if everything's going fine and if he has any questions and if they want answers from you then you better deliver them fast and once they realize that you can do that then this is more worth than basically the i don't know five percent being or being five percent more expensive than your competitor because every time they call them and they get this different person on the phone and nobody knows about the problem that's just like a hassle for them and cost them time yeah in worst case scenario and a machine that's not working for that amount of time so production stands still so uh, it, if if i could mm -hmm. uh interrupt you completely and yeah sure I, I just had a notion of uh sort of the opposite end of this conversation so to speak of over adapting mm -hmm. ending up I had the same question. Batteries. <laughs> like, uh, where do you stop? Yeah. Well, uh, my thinking sort of went to the fact of like, oh, if you try to adjust too much to every single little nuance of where we're talking to, you seem like you're just mad or all over the place, and it gets confusing. But I don't know if like yes, <laughs> like you have experience with this because I uh, yeah no uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, I was I was thinking kind of the, the same thing because it happened to me quite recently with a customer. Uh, Jan is absolutely right. When I get contacted by a customer wanting uh, something custom made, um, mainly out of leather, uh, it's very easy. The conversation goes very easily because he, he knows that I am the right person to do it because he's seen me bef do it before. And so it, it, it's just a matter of discussing de details and details are often the price or the, the, the delay, the time that it will take for me to do the thing, exactly. make the thing or just adapt to the specific needs and requests of the clients. But the the topic is, is also very interesting to me because uh, recently i had to say no to a customer i had to put boundaries to this uh, yet to be a relationship uh, between the two of us he was asking stuff that i was not willing to do or the way he asked was not pleasing to me so i what i I didn't want to adapt to everything that he was asking me to do 
exactly uh, and it reminded me that I was doing exactly the same as I was uh, when I was a teacher when you are teaching to 30 50 people you can't adapt to um, every single one of them you can do that easily when you are teaching one-to-one but in a big classroom, obviously, you have to read the class. You have to see what's the, what, what the atmosphere of the class is, the, yeah. the will of the group is, if some people are lazy or easily distracted or a little bit slower than others. You adapt the way you teach to uh, everyone because your, your best teacher is, the, the, your best student is always the last one, the, the, last one in the ranking yeah. i mean like the the, the 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 student that learn easily understand everything you're not interested in him because he will understand yeah. whatever you do whatever you say he will understand it so you you have to focus on your last student the 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 less um focused the the one that really struggle to understand stuff mm-hmm. in order to to um to go be efficient to the whole group. Yeah. I, I guess that makes it sort of sorry. I guess that makes it sort of cliche that like you could almost measure the teacher's worth by how good their worst student is. I think you can absolutely, and and not not only in terms of performance, but in uh, in terms of attention to what's happening yeah. in the class. Yeah. Is the the worst student? listening to the teacher if he's not it's probably because the teacher is not doing a good job if he's listening is because the teacher whatever he does is interesting because he he found a way to get grab the attention of this mm. worst student so to speak well, there is I, I don't think there is a uh, there is this saying there is no bad student there is always there is only bad teachers i don't believe that one second mm. there <laughs> certainly is because you're uh, French. Or, no, uh, no, because I've 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 taught for for twenty five years now, uh, and and I know that some people are are not good students because they just don't have the will to learn, yeah. because they are forced to attend to a class, and um, or, or or they just but, come with absolutely false expectations about or, or, yeah, or either that. how good they are or how easy the subject is supposed to be. Absolutely. Uh, there is so many uh, um, options. I, 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 uh, I was tempted to say option, but but different situations. Situation possibilities, and, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's the same when you go come to customers. You will have very easy customer to deal with. Like, I want this. Uh, okay, I can make it uh, for you for that amount of money. That's fine. Uh, it will be delivered in three weeks whatever i'm i I have the time don't worry Mm -hmm. that was the my last client uh for the the cowboy hat was like this i want a cowboy hat make it when you can send it when you can i'm i'm good with the money perfect i had nothing to do to to say about it it was the perfect relationship but on the other because you didn't have to adapt that much (laughs) <laughs> no, 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 because be, no, because because the client w- was able or was willing to adapt to me and my yeah. schedule mm-hmm. and wa- my way of working with my my customers. Exactly. So the the, the opposite is is also also possible, and that happened not long ago. Like I want this thing, I want it now. I I want you to lower the price and I want you to change uh, your process because I want it to look more like this and not like mm-hmm. the way you usually do it. That's the worst. Yeah. 
and and so I had to, I had to put boundaries and say no to that customer, even though I I, I could have done with the money, uh, but I don't want to say yes to anything or everything just because. Just because, because I don't have to adapt to every fucking shithead that that I I, I see in the street. I mean, we were talking true. about the junkie earlier. You, some people are very nice. Some people try to understand the situation. Some people, what? Have, people are nice. <laughs> yeah, some are. This, um, is, this is news to me. <laughs> um, and and some are just not. They are trying to to to. Um, how to, how, to, how to put that um, to take advantage of you mm-hmm. um, yes. and, and get a lower price and if you agree to everything you will get the job for sure but you will lose you will spend so much more time that you would have uh, if you have you had done it the proper way the way you do it usually so it's extra time that is not paid because they are not willing to pay the right amount they are discussing the price and everything so no you can't just work for m- work more for less money so you have to put boundaries limits mm-hmm. and not adapt Absolutely. to everything a client uh, asks you to do because that's that's not the way yeah. it, it should be working i mean adapt adaptability has to go both ways I exactly think. and it's easy like one easy way is it for example with uh products so what what i like to do is when a customer wants like every single feature there's on the market inside his system uh mm-hmm. and it's just not possible is i make my um i personally and i never could tell the customer that i'd call it my uh, christmas wish list so basically yeah. i take all the information what he wants from the system and i put it just without any specific order down on the list and then i go with that to the customer and said now it's let's prioritize it you have 20 points on there which is the most important one and then i start with like basically one and i go through and then i basically okay so we can only do five points of those like in that so basically this is one this is two this is three this is four the rest crosses out and then he looks at it and he's like Hmm. but maybe this point is more important. Like he re- reconsiders himself first yeah, of yeah. all, and yeah, yeah. Um, you're adapting to the situation, but you're not just telling the customer to basically fuck off. You're telling him it's yeah. like the way you want it is not possible, but this is what we can do. And then sometimes the five points that are on there, it's like, okay, we don't have a product. We have a product that crosses these three points and one from the like bottom list that fell out, but not this point. And so you can kind of like dial it in or it just doesn't work out. It can also happen. But so if you have somebody that wants like different styles, like the cowboy hat would like, but make it this one, this color, this one, this, and, but make it like, it only can take two weeks and you just go like, you make the list and you prioritize and it says like, if that happens, that can't happen. If this happens, this happens. And if you want it like that cheap, that would mean I would have to take that, that, and that, and like use the different, I don't know, leather for it that is cheaper. And then the quality is not up to par and I don't want to do it. Thank you. (laughs) But at least it's, it's the, the customer knows your thought about it. There's a lot of power, I think, in uh, like handing the client back that list and saying, like, we can't do all of them. You need to prioritize. I think that's a really powerful tool I almost to, to ne- use when communicating. Yes, I almost never met a customer that um, basically got angry about it. And they are thankful that they are involved. And yeah, seeing yeah. how the process works helps them understanding it. And it's better than just telling them no on the phone. 
Absolutely. I mean, uh, I mean, you're not really helping them by just giving them a blank, mm. blank no statement. You sort of need to follow it up by saying, but but we can do some of this mm -hmm. or these things. Yeah, never instead. say no to a customer. Just say yes, but that that should be the starting point of a conversation. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's not the German uh, way. The, we the, can the, say the, no. Yeah. <laughs> we do as well, but we, we don't it's, say we, we do. It's, it's not maybe or so it's no because <laughs> the reason yeah. Yeah. but uh, I, I sort of just wanted to uh, get back to that small thing of giving a fixed set of options to a customer as well mm -hmm. like yeah you can do all of this like red you can dye the leather in like every single color of the rainbow probably at the same mm -hmm. time even but you don't want to because that makes it really difficult for your process so it's more like saying, like, here's the five standard options of color combinations for this item. And then you just tell people, if you want something else, reach out to me. Yeah. But then yeah, you're yeah. already giving them, like, here's what is the easy thing. And then you can also go, like, but if you want different, I need to upcharge you. because Yeah, on my process. website, I, I, I'm selling stuff with the option of being uh, laser engraved. So yeah. it's it's an option. You can have that too but it adds work so it adds time therefore it adds money giving option to a customer is always a good thing but giving i i don't like to give too much options no 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 not at all because because that's that's a way to kill your business mm -hmm. um i remember i don't i don't remember where or when i uh heard that but a uh, a chef uh, in a restaurant was um it was probably Gordon Ramsay in a TV show, maybe a few years back, uh, entering a restaurant, looking at the menu and seeing like 30 or 40 dishes on the menu. Can, can, and he was can like, I, can I interrupt slightly? Yeah. I, I saw a fantastic meme on Gordon Ramsay yesterday. It was a new show he's having. Uh -huh. this, this, is the, this is the actual poster. Gordon Ramsay on cocaine. <laughs> uh, on cocaine? Yes, it's on the cocaine trade. They just lost <laughs> the, the, the trade, or, or it was like the, on the drug network or something, something like the, the big post okay. was Jordan Ramsey on cocaine. I was like, yeah, oh, because... fucking hell, this is gonna be awesome. And then you go, it's on the, like the drug smuggling things and all of that. I was like, yeah, I think I still want to watch that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I, I, as a matter of fact, I, I watched it uh, because I, I, if that's of the show you that I, did. you don't sleep. No, I don't sleep, yeah. but uh, it, it's really good. Um, the story is, is pretty interesting. He, he, his uh, brother he was a drug addict. Uh, addict yeah, and, and I heard that. Probably yeah. still. So he, he went to the whole process of tracking drugs and trying to understand uh, what um, it involves of making and smuggling and, and selling drugs and, and the result to show people everything that's involved and people producing uh, are making the drugs uh, are often uh, very low in the hierarchy and very poor as well and exploited and and so on and so on. So uh, it was it was a very very in interesting show. Um, not the focus uh, and not the uh, segue. You were talking about different yeah, lots of food items. Uh, uh, options. Um, I, I I think it was him uh, entering a restaurant, seeing the menu with 30 or 40 dishes and saying it can't happen. That's way too much option to customer. If you are offering that many uh, different dishes, you can't make them all like good and fresh 
because when you are going to the market in the morning, you you buy a certain amount of ingredients, uh, and you can't buy them all to do all to make all those dishes. So a restaurant should have like maybe five or six and make them properly for yeah. each and every single client uh, that that comes to the restaurant uh, and give good quality. So by reducing the options that you are uh, offering to your customers, you are um, guaranteeing good results and good quality. If I'm, I'm, as you said, offering like all the colors of the rainbows for uh, for the uh, all the colors of the rainbow for uh, my leather dye, yeah, I can do that. Uh, but it 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 would take ages uh, to for for a client to choose the right color that suits uh, his needs. For example, if I offer three colors, it's it's really easier for them to choose the one that they want. And so it reduces the time, the de- decision-making time, and and uh, negotiation, so to speak, be, uh, between the client and, and and me, and makes things easier and quicker, and therefore it leaves me more time to produce good quality work. And good Agreed. quality is something to focus on. Absolutely. <laughs> I thought you were asleep. No, I'm good. <laughs> Just waiting for the right opportune moment. Exactly. Yeah, in in the dark. Do you want to start, Jan? Um, yeah, why not? It's and now let me actually check because it's called yes, it was right, the machinery restorer. Mm-hmm. And it's actually Fantastic. kind of funny because it's like none of those that I stumbled upon because I was just like looking for restoration videos. Um, it's basically that guy has two channels, um, a nice British guy, okay. and he is doing a Let's Play channel of the farming simulator, which I stumbled upon <laughs> one sleepless night. And um, he mentioned in the video that he also has a restoration channel and the machinery restorer. So I went into that and he's doing like all those old, like from the 60s and 50s lawnmowers, sit on lawnmowers and stuff like that and just restores them. Just takes them apart. Sometimes I'll just kind of like the unmoderated one where he like rips it apart with a little bit of time lapse. But most of them, he really goes into it and he's explained what he's doing and he's kind of like rebuilding the engines for it and everything. And just making him look nice. So he's sort of the same as Handful Rescue, except none of his items want to kill him immediately? Uh, if you look at some of those uh, lawnmowers, the rideable ones, I wouldn't agree with that. But okay. um, Sounds like fun. Yeah, it's, it is pretty fun. And it's not that much the time-lapse stuff. It's really him explaining what he's doing while taking the stuff apart. Yeah. It's like hour-long videos, really relaxing something to like run in the background or if you i I love some slow form content or uh, slow tv content that seems to be my jam except i don't have time for shit anymore and if you're in the end he like rides him through his lawn so this is always fun to see (laughs) cool you want to go rest or can i go next uh yeah, mine was good. It's going to be very quick, uh, so I'm, okay, I'm sure. going to go now. Uh, it's probably a refocus uh, because I think I talked about the guy in a previous episode, but I stumbled again on on one of these um, work of art, piece of art that he's making uh, on TikTok this time. 
Um, the, the name of the account is Cody Alexis zero, zero like the number. Uh, we'll put links in, in everything. Um, and the, the specific video I'm, I'm seeing uh, um, of um, is, so he's a blacksmith. Yeah, I, I think I mentioned it because um, he was making the Valhalla doors with a... Oh, uh, Max Randolph. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the, the account number on TikTok, the account name on TikTok is different than the one on Instagram, but that's, that's the guy. Okay. Uh, yeah. he, he's making these Valhalla doors with this uh, enormous mechanism and it's, it's absolutely gorgeous and, awesome. and very impressive to see. But he's also making in a very um, different uh, style. And the video I'm referring to is him uh, taking a statue, a statue uh, of a woman that's yes. broken in so many parts and is forging metal parts to link all the broken pieces and it's absolutely wonderful that's uh, a it, stunning piece he did there yeah it's amazing it's just like art uh like real blacksmithing art and I'm, I'm in love with this project. Can't wait um, to see that. So, and yeah. if you have um, attention span that is somewhat longer than a squirrel's, uh, you yeah. can see the videos on YouTube as well. I think also. it's Max Randall Studios, but there will be links. Yeah, in everything. That sounds more like Nigel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and my focus is the, the, the weird state of uh, the Twilight Zone in an alternate history setting as a podcast so it's called twilight histories oh nice and it's it, it's exactly what it sounds like on the tin like it's the twilight zone but it is alternate history it's very very good stories written and uh read up by really good uh maybe not voice actors per se but talented people and it's just like a moment in history of either what could have been or how someone sort of on the front line of a war somewhere might have felt like. Mm -hmm. uh, one I recently listened to was the Second Siege of Paris mm -hmm. and an alternate history mysteries um, kind of dark fantasy version of what could have been going on. Uh, there was another one recently that was... Um, one of the Greek wars, like in the uh, city wars that was going on. Mm -hmm. And it's just like what, uh, how one, like one squad of frontline soldiers were experiencing as they were trying to sneak through the city after it has been raided and like all of these things. It's really, really fascinating, really captivating. Mm -hmm. And like some of the episodes are 20, some of the stories are 20 minutes long. Some are multiple hour long episodes. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, I would recommend starting with the Blue Dragon series. Blue Dragon series. I think it's seven episodes of about an hour each. That's really fascinating and really good. But if that's too long and too much of a commitment going on, just pick any random episode that is fairly short, and you'll find something I think really interesting. Cool. Nice. Any last little tidbit bits? Uh, go listen to the latest episode of Maker's Waffle with Dan. It's good. Yes. Yeah, the, as the, 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 the what I heard so far, it's really good. <laughs> Kept me entertained yeah. during the drive. And then really it, aggravated when I found out that I 
couldn't sk- just skip back to the point. Yeah. That must have been, that must have sucked. Yeah, it did. Uh, but actually, actually that, that one, I think, is kind of funny to watch at least the start off on YouTube. Uh, yeah, because like, I only uh, heard it. <laughs> yeah, 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 because Dan is doing puppetry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, I have a little thing. Um, for those few people who are local, I will be in Oz at the Lions Market there. Uh, and I suddenly forgot the date, middle of October. But I'm also heading to the US on Monday, day after this podcast airs. And I'm going first to San Francisco and then to Rhode Island. And there will be blacksmithing going on. I think that's all I'll dare to say at the moment. And people who know people who live in those places might be... No, not Adam Savage, but other interesting people. And swing dancing in San Francisco. I mean, I can't say no to that. Don't step into a needle. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, On that note. (laughs) Exactly. It's time time to go to bed. Yeah. If you want to get a hold of any of us collectively, any of us collectively, if you want to get a hold of us collectively, I'm also tired apparently. You can do that on Twitter's Focused, uh, also at Gmail or any of the social places. (laughs) <laughs> you can find me at Rasmus Lewin or LewinSmith.no, including apparently on TikTok. Yes. Uh, and you can find me at RedSmith or The RedSmith uh, everywhere on the internet and more specifically at TheRedSmith.com. And you can find me at NerdInventor.com where there are links to the other socials and still no TikTok. Thank God. <laughs> you'll you'll come to it one of us one of us yes one it's, one it's one not it's, it's not that i already have a created account on there i just deleted the so app see see yeah but i'm like i don't know whoever said it but they're like deleting and, and reinstalling it like four or five times till they finally like started using it i think it was andy yeah uh, yeah i did um, that i did that like installing and and deleting it like four or five times yeah i meant the first time I deleting and i haven't yeah, reinstalled yeah. it since then so your time will come it's fine yeah, i'm afraid so yeah <laughs> thank you for listening thank you have a good week Bye. bye